The Cosmic Christ Center presents The Cosmic Bible With your host, Ascendant Master, Theologian, and Bible Instructor, Mercy Heavens Touch the face of God Hear the Spirit in every word and commune with the cosmic knowledge of the Creator. This is Christ's Word. Theme music, Blue Skies by David Feslian. FeslianStudios.com Corinthians 5.17 If anyone follows Christ, the old has gone, the new is here. Jesus tells us in Isaiah 43.19 Behold, I am doing a new thing, now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a new way upon all of the earth. Welcome to the Cosmic Bible. I'm Mercy Heavens, and this is Christ's Word. Once you learn how to interpret the Bible with God's truth as your spirit guide, rather than continuing to interpret the Bible using man's opinions and ideas, it is just like a spiritual wake-up call is going off inside your omega mind as your thoughts ascend to the high of awareness of your alpha journey. This first episode in the Cosmic Bible is communing with God. Before you can begin reading the Bible, you must first understand what and who God is. So let us begin by defining what God is. God is the creator of all life, and that means God is the creator of all of the heavens, the universe, and everything in nature that the eye can see, the nose can smell, the ears can hear, and the hands can touch. Therefore, God is the image of all creation and God is also inside all creation. All of the lands, the waterways, the sky, and every natural living creation. Now that we know what God is, we will now use the Bible scriptures to tell us who God is. Numbers 23:19. God is not human. John 4:24. God is spirit. 1 John 4, 7. God is love. Proverbs 35. God is flawless. Numbers 23, 19 and Titans 1-2. God does not lie, nor does God change God's mind. 1 Corinthians 14. 33. God is not a God of disorder. God is a God of peace. John 1.5 God is light. In God there is no darkness at all. John 17.17 17. God is truth. James 1.13 God cannot be tempted with evil, and God himself tempts no one. Psalm 
145.9 The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all that he has made, and he has tender mercy on all of his creations. God's Spirit is inside us all. Every natural creation holds the Spirit of God, and not one single tree, flower, mountain, piece of land, waterway, rock, grain of dirt, blade of grass, animal, bird, fish, insect, or reptile is without the Spirit of God. Psalm 104, 27. All creatures look to God to give them their food at the proper time, for all food comes from God in the physical world. All food is grown in nature from the soil, and when that food ripens, that is when God gives it to them, and they gather it up. When God opens God's hands to the animals, they are satisfied with all of the good things God gives them, because God's superior healing and benevolent energy is infused in all that God creates. When God hides God's face because of man's darkness, all the earth's animals are terrified. Because the animals do not know from where these dangerous men came, the animals sense that they are in jeopardy, and therefore they do not sense God is inside these men. And so their senses tell them that these dangerous men are filled with malice and evil intention. When an animal comes to the end of its physical life cycle, the spirit of the animal returns to God. For all spirit creations belong to God. They do not belong to the earth and they do not belong to man. And when God breathes God's spirit inside all creation, all of creation is renewed, for God renews life on the entire face of the earth, in the waterways, and on every piece of land. Now that we know what God is, who God is, and that the spirit of God is inside all of God's creations, how did God's Spirit get inside an animal, or a mountain, or a stream, or a man? Job 33, 4. The Spirit of God has made them all, and the breath of the Almighty gives them life. Jesus tells me, the Spirit of God is the breath of life, for God breathes life into all that God creates. Only the Creator gives life. There is not a life form in the heavens or on the earth or in the whole entire universe that did not receive God's breath of life. And although man thinks God has nostrils to breathe, God does not. This is a fallacy. God is a perfect wave of supreme energy. This is why God is spirit. God's breath is the spirit and all of the sentient intelligence that brings life to all of creation. And make no mistake, all that is natural has both breath and spirit in it. You do not have to have physical breath to have breath of life. For the spirit itself is the breath of the life force. Now that you know God's truth, let's move on and learn what spirit is. Spirit is defined by the fruits of the spirit. And you can find the fruits of the spirit in the scripture Galatians 5.22 The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy,
peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Because God is spirit, God holds the fruit of the spirit. And this tells us that God made man to hold the fruit of the spirit as well. God made men in the image of a living being that could mindfully express love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, while also applying these attributes to their daily lives and work as earth shepherds. Jesus told me, Men were made to be flesh vessels to house the Holy Spirit of God so God could experience the physical existence of life through the material body of a man. It was the material body of a man that perceived all of the senses of a man, and it was the spirit of a man that learned of God's communication through the senses of the body. Through the sense of smell, touch, taste, sight, feelings, and emotions, man learned all about God, for God was in all creation. Do not think that the fruits of the Spirit were not in the Old Testament, because this is not true. The fruits of the Spirit came from God, but the sea scrolls that held them were lost and never found. God is the fruits of the Spirit, and God gave these fruits to men. The rejection of the fruits by men is also a rejection of God's love and light. And furthermore, man's rejection of the fruits reveals that man prefers to embrace the darkness of sin. Now that we understand God, let us proceed and learn about all that God created. Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and God said, Let there be light. God wanted light, for God was light. And as God's light filled the world, so God's light dispelled all darkness. And then God said, Let there be spirit and breath of life in all I create. From in all I create, my own spirit shall reside. And so from the light came the fresh, clean air, and all the fresh, clean waterways, and all the clean, unspoiled lands. And then God said, Let the land produce flowers, trees, grass, vegetation, and seed-bearing plants that bear fruit with seed in them. And then let the earth produce insects to make the land flourish with life according to their various kinds. And so God made the physical world lush, clean, fragrant, and pure, without spoil or blemish. And then God said, Let there be life, and inside that life, let there be spirit with emotion and feeling, so this new life can experience the world through its perception and senses. And then all of the animal kingdoms came. They were created upon the earth according to their various kinds. Before, lastly, God decided to make a man, the guardian of them all. And then God said, 
Let us make a living being in our spirit and in our likeness, so that living being may care for all of creation as shepherds to my earth. Jesus tells me, God's intention and purpose for man should have held honor in man's eyes, for servitude to God and God's creations is the highest position on earth that a man can hold. God did not put men in rule over the earth or over all life upon her. Man chose to make himself a world on the earth. And then man chose to make himself a ruler of the world he invented. God created men as servants, stewards, shepherds and caretakers of the earth. God did not place man above the earth, nor did God place man above any of God's first creations. This is a tall tale that men tell to favor themselves and flatter their egos, their vanities, and their own self-interests, all so they can continue to promote themselves as the masters of their own world. Men did not create the earth. Men are not the masters of the earth, nor are men the masters of the heavens or the physical universe. For men did not create these things either. God created these things, but men are so blind they do not see their creator. Men are convicted in their lies when they should be convicted in the truth. God gave man a place on earth, but it was not the place of a ruler of the earth. For man did not prove himself to be equal to God, and God did not show favoritism to man. God created a balanced world, and man was created as the shepherd to keep the world in loving balance not to force the world to love man, but man was to love the world, to prove his love for God, for God loves all of God's creations in equal measure. Romans 2.11 For God does not show favoritism. It is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. To understand man's intended role as the shepherds of God's kingdom is to understand the holy order in which God made his kingdom. The pyramid of God's holy kingdom is this, God, the spirit, the sentient planes of God's knowledge, including the knowledge of sight, hearing, touch, taste, smell, feelings, emotions, empathy for all life forms, the psychic planes, and the planes of intelligence, including logic, reason, rational deduction, contemplation, discernment, and wisdom. The spiritual architecture and spiritual blueprints of life, the physical universe, the earth and her life-supporting environment, the waters, the wetlands, the vegetation, the fruit, and all of the lands, forests, woods, and insects. The animal kingdoms, including the birds, the ocean life, and the reptiles. And lastly, man.
Man was made last, blessed by the Spirit of God, so man would shepherd the earth through the fruits of the Spirit. Once again, the fruits of the Spirit are defined in Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Just as you would not hire a maid to clean your house before you even had a house, God prepared his house first, and then God created his shepherds to care for his kingdom. God had prepared the earth with vegetation before man arrived, so man would have natural organic food to feed his physical body and his spiritual energy field. And he would have medicinal plants to cure all illnesses, diseases, and injuries. The body of man was created so that man could utilize his hands to collect the herbs and vegetation and combine them to create food, healing salves, potions, and remedies in order to heal the environment and all of the life that became sick or injured on the lands or in the waterways. Before the idea of man was even conceived, God saw how the instability of nature damaged the natural world, leaving her many life forms and creations wounded while also causing damage to the waterways and land structures. Once man was created, God had a physical presence on the earth to take care of God's physical earthly kingdom and to also serve God's kingdom with loving, benevolent, spiritual care as outlined in the fruits of the Spirit. Jesus told me, Creation is an ever-revolving and evolving process. The beginning and the end are one, for when one dies, another is born. The earth is always creating. In the beginning, the heavens and the earth came first, and then light and darkness followed by sky and ground. Yea, once the earth was conceived, the water and the vegetation did come, for it was in the great plans of God that the plant life would feed from the rains that filled the skies and every waterway. It was not until God made all of the animals in their perfection that God did decide to create a man to shepherd them. Yea, man was made last, for God did say, The earth needs a loving attendant and servant to care for my creations. So man did appear on the earth to fulfill the role of stewards upon the lands. God was fond of the animals, for the animals were born in innocence. The animals never turned away from their sentient nature. They lived in peace with their natural habitats and the earth. They lived simply as nature intended, and they never turned away from God. Animals were God's gift to God. They were never God's gift to man. It was man that was made as God's gift 
to the animals. God made man as a shepherd so they would be servants, guardians, healers, caretakers, defenders, and protectors in order that they tend to the safety and well-being of the animal kingdoms and their habitats while also safeguarding their lands, territories, and habitats from any and all invaders, including the invasion of man himself. Never was man supposed to be a predator in God's kingdom. Man was supposed to be the personal attendance to God's kingdom. He was blessed with the fruit of forbearance and self-control so that he should reign in any carnal leanings to act wild and primitive. Man was blessed with sentient intelligence to subdue any urges that might otherwise cause him to crave killing and the shedding of innocent blood. When man turned away from the fruits of the spirit, man lost the gift of forbearance, self-control, self-governance, rational and logical thinking, reasoning, and sane action. Because man lost these things, his carnal leadings and longings completely subdued him. So these things became his master, and he became their slave. And then he was lost forever to God. Placing man inside the Garden of Eden was supposed to give man a holy, good, and useful purpose on the earth. But man rejected that purpose, even though being God's shepherds was meant to be the greatest role that man ever played. Jesus says, Hear me now, all good men and women of God. Be like children and follow God in innocence, so the mind does not sway and bend to the corruptions of the world that man invents. Do not let the lies of men lead you into darkness, but let your own eyes be beacons of light, so that the light of your spirits will guide you away from man's wicked, and violent ways. On our next episode of the Cosmic Bible, we will be learning about the truth of Adam and Eve and talking about the feminine wave. I'm Mercy Heavens. May the word of Christ be with you.